This is Indie Business Podcast, Season 4, Episode 2, Martha Stewart, American Made. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Indie Business Podcast. I am your host, mentor, and coach, Donna Maria, the founder and CEO at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. My goal is to help makers and creative entrepreneurs build a solid business foundation, increase your income, and use your business to create the life you love. On this episode, I will introduce you to Gillen McKilligan of Hannah Bergen in Portland, Oregon. Gillen is a finalist in Martha Stewart's American Made Awards in the design category, and she makes easy-to-use kits with components to help you record and save stories about cherished family heirlooms. In today's world of high-tech everything, it is so refreshing to learn about a product created specifically to celebrate actually writing things down with pens and high-quality paper. You'll enjoy hearing a bit about Gillen's passion in this regard and how she manages Hannah Bergen as a family business with her mom, who is a former stockbroker, and her sister. It's a real family affair, and it perfectly complements the Hannah Bergen brand, which is all about family and tradition. You can get a summary for this episode at IndieBusinessNetwork.com forward slash 38. I can't wait to introduce you to Gillen McKilligan of Hannah Bergen in Portland, Oregon. But first, I want to tell you that this podcast is brought to you by Indie Business Network, the trade organization I created to help makers and creative entrepreneurs attract more buying customers and sell their products with confidence. We also offer product liability insurance to make it easy for you to get your products into shows and retail stores. If you're already a member, don't miss the recording from our recent success call with a beauty editor about how to get PR for your business. If you're not a member, you know what? You can join today at IndieBusinessNetwork.com. We would love to have you. And now let's welcome Gillen McKilligan of Hannah Bergen in Portland, Oregon. Gillen McKilligan from Hannah Bergen in Portland, Oregon. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. I'm so excited to welcome you to the Indie Business Podcast. Now, we are doing an amazing series of podcasts on some of the finalists in the Martha Stewart American Made Awards, and you are our choice for the design finalists. So um, congratulations to you, first of all. Are you excited? Thank you. Yes, we're very excited. Thank you. So I did some background research on you, and, and, and I see that you've got this amazing story, and we're going to dive down into some of the details. But what I want to start with, Gillen, is how did you, you know, come to leave your corporate career to do something else? I know you used to have a very high-pressure job in a corporate environment. What was it that took you away from that and led you to where you are today? Well, actually, I've had an interior design firm uh, for about 11 years, but my mom was a stockbroker for about 25 years, and she's the one that has sort of been our our inspiration and has had this idea to start Hannah Bergen. Um, And so um, I've actually, I'm still working as an interior designer, but kind of slowly tapering that off to concentrate more on Hannah Bergen. It's interesting. So the the corporate career that you had was sort of the design firm that you started yourself, right? Yes. 
I worked for a number of years for a larger design firm, and then I started my own about 11 years ago. Well, and I have to tell you, I spent some time on your design firm website the other day, and I wanted to like move into every single room you designed. <laughs> well, thank you. It was so beautiful. And that's such an art, you know, I'm so not a designer. And I look around my house, and I kind of go, how hard can it be to put the right pillow there? But there's just such an amazing <laughs> art to it. I'm always very impressed with it. And so all of this connection with your your mom and, and also the other women in your family through the years has led you to create this line of products for Hannah Berg. And tell us a little bit about those products and what they do to help us live a better life. Well, we have a kit that provides kind of everything that you would need to keep track of your family heirloom stories. Um, we've had so many pieces we've been fortunate enough to have and collect over the years from family members, and a lot of them had little stories and notes attached to the back. And some of them over the years have become faded or kind of dropped off, and we just thought that it was so important to know that someone in your family, um, just to have a connection with someone and have that story and to keep it. So Hannah Bergen, we have a kit that has archival quality tags and um, pens so that they don't get faded, that they hopefully the stories will be saved and kept and that that handwritten note will become a future heirloom as well. And so this was developed because you were looking at a family heirloom in your own family, right? That that one of your uh, relatives from years back had sort of created without knowing. Tell us a little bit about that particular family heirloom because I thought it was such a sweet story. Oh, sure. Um, it's actually my great-great-aunt May, my mom's Aunt May, and she had lovely little notes kept in you know, on the back of paintings, and one jar in particular was a little glass jar where she had a note that that's where they kept the rose pastilles in the parlor, and it was just a nice, you could visualize and have a connection with someone. And it was just such a simple little jar. I think that's what's most important, too, is it doesn't have to be something that is extremely valuable. It's just something that has a story and that connects you. So something that could be sentimentally important and not necessarily monetarily uh, valuable. Now, Gillen, it's significant that you work in this business with your mom and your sister. So this is a family business on so many different levels. What is it like to work with your family members and what tips can you share with other people who might want to manage a business with people they're also related to? I, I love it. Actually, it's perfect because we all kind of brought our own talents and expertise to the table a little bit. Um, my mom has more of a corporate background as a stockbroker, and she did a lot of work with estate planners. They found that the things that sometimes people would fight over the most or would really feel that they needed to have as part of their will weren't really things that were valuable. They were the things that were just important to them personally. Um, so she, that was part of her inspiration for this, this product. And then my sister is our IT person, and she handles all of the computer aspects, which is wonderful. We need her. And, um, and then I've probably brought more of the design and sales part to, to the business. What a great threesome you are to have those sorts of inputs into your business. So if you weren't working with your mom and your sister, you would have to outsource those elsewhere, right? Because they're all very important. Exactly. Exactly. So we're very lucky to all have kind of our own things. And we all like the, the parts of the business that we're kind of focusing on. We are all really happy to have those jobs. 
So Gillen, you know, I, I'm a mom, you know, I've, I've, you know, have some family heirlooms. Um, I'm embarrassed to say they're kind of here and there in my house. I don't have them organized in any particular way. So help me understand what it is about this idea of organizing it and making it special that made you think that this could be a business model. Because honestly, I have the heirloom. I have an heirloom. Um, it's almost like a candy dish that my great, great grandmother gave to her daughter when, and this is that kind of blows my mind sometimes, you know, in the 1800s when people were held as slaves, when they were freed, she gave this candy dish to her. So, you know, we don't have a whole lot of history about it before that, but it was a candy dish and it's a beautiful thing and it's like on a mantle. There's no note on it, there's no year on, but I have it and I feel really happy about that. Help me understand what it is about. Um, being able to label these things and put stickers on them and, and stuff that made you think that people would want to be able to do this as opposed to just having it on the mantle and polishing the dust off of it every now and then. Well, I think sometimes if you know the story to a, a particular object, just makes it so much more valuable, um, just sentimentally valuable. Um, I think so many of the stories get lost and then you don't really know that there, that, that particular piece may have come from your great grandmother or or how that, um, how there's a connection between you and someone that you from your family that you may not have ever known. So I think that's important. And and also having something that well, the other part of the business is that you have a little notes inside where you have the option to kind of leave that to someone if you'd like to. So sometimes there are little notes say please save for, and that could be included with you know, just your personal, your um, your will actually, part of the things that you would like to save for that particular person. Like if there's a necklace that you would really like to go to your daughter, that you can keep the story of that necklace and to say that that should really go to her someday. You know, that does, you know, as I'm listening to you talk, I'm also thinking about some handkerchiefs that my mom gave me that she probably never used because they look like they're pressed like out of a store. Um, but, you know, I look at them and I think, I wonder what the story is here. I wonder, like, did someone give these to her? Did she buy them and never use them? Or did she wear them and press them once and said these are too special to wear? So as I'm listening to you talk, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to ask my mom that story. So, so I can understand the meaning and the sentimental value beyond just they're cute and they belong to my mom. Well, we had, I actually, when we first started our company at, I was telling a friend about it, and sometimes the stories are so emotional. People will tell you things about pieces that they've inherited or that they've collected over the years. And this one friend of mine was telling me about her mother-in-law who had passed away, and they had to go through her home, and they didn't know which things were important to keep and which things were just things that she had collected over the years because they didn't know the stories. So I think it is important that that you know that those are treasured pieces and not necessarily very valuable sometimes, but just that there's a story that goes with it. And, and I guess the story is actually what makes them financially valuable, not necessarily the object itself alone. Exactly. Beautiful. Exactly. That's lovely. So so what is actually in the kit? Like what are some of the things that we get in this kit that we would otherwise have to buy, you know, I guess in a bunch of different places, uh, you know, to create our own? 
Well, there are heirloom tags that have a grommet you can tie on to things, um, onto a piece of furniture, furniture or to put in a drawer for something larger, a larger piece of furniture. And they're all archival quality, so those should last for a long time. And then we like the idea that it's handwritten as well so that you can save those and see someone's writing a little note that's meant for you later on. Um, also, there are stickers for smaller pieces and um, there are artwork tags that you could put on the back of a picture or painting. Um, there are little scissors and this beautiful ribbon that we can, can tie on with the heirloom tags. There's also a book of provenance where there are numbered pages in a book that you can take out if you'd like to put with an item that tells for more detailed information about the story and that can go in an envelope. Um, and be kept with the object, or you can save it all together in the book until you're ready to give it to someone. That is just, that's such, such lovely, sentimental, valuable things that you can create in your own home. I'd, I'd love to be able to explore that more now that I've, you know, kind of, kind of got the idea that the, the Rubbermaid boxes are not, not necessarily, I guess they, they, they get the job done in the sense that the object is, you know, saved, but the story is something, as you mentioned, that's, that once that's lost, some of the value of the object is also lost as well. So other than your mom and your sister, does your, does your business model include like any other employees? Are there virtual people that work with you or is it really just the three of you? Right now it's the three of us. We are, all of our things are assembled in Portland and actually we've had some very fun kind of assembly parties where my 90 year old grandmother has been helping us as well. So it's a very family owned business. <laughs> oh, that's fun. So you have people come into your, your studio there and we, you know, they can help you put the boxes together. Yes, exactly. That sounds like a lot of fun. And I bet that those are some nice parties. I, I know a friend of mine who owns a bath and body business. She has bottling parties. So she invites yeah. people to come over and they help her bottle everything. And, and, and it's, you know, it's not just work, it's a party. So yeah, that always makes, fun. yes, it does make things a lot more fun. So tell us how you came to the Martha Stewart Awards. How did you hear about them? How did you, you know, what's the story of becoming a finalist? We have worked with some lovely design people in Charleston, South Carolina, and they were the ones who suggested that we should enter the contest. Um, so we did, and we had really no expectations and were just honored to become a finalist. So it's been pretty exciting for us. Are you planning to go there in November? Not right now. Um, it's, we're in Portland, Oregon. It's a little far for us, but we'd love to love to have the opportunity to go if we could. Now, Gillen, you're also a mom, so I don't know how old your children are, but I do know as a mom as well that running a business, even when you have help, when you're also a mom, it can be a challenge. What, what have you learned about doing that, and what are some of the tips that you can offer to other people who are in a similar situation running a business and also you know, running a home and, and having children? Well, it is always a juggling act, yeah. <laughs> but um, I think the nice thing about owning your own business is that your hours are a little more flexible. I mean, you may work longer hours and later, but um, you can still you know, be there for pickup and get your kids to school in the morning. So you have a little more flexibility, but you end up working longer hours sometimes. So that's the trade-off. Yeah, and odd hours too, right? Hours that you wouldn't normally be working. 
Yeah, odd so hours and weekends, but yeah, but it's nice to be able to be there for for your kids and when they need you. So, Gillen, when I look at your social media outlets, like I've been following you on Twitter and Instagram, it's it's so interesting because I see when I look at these photographs, especially on Instagram, which are so beautiful, I see not just nice pictures, but I really see representations of your brand. I mean, it's almost like all of the pictures, I don't know, is it they almost have this archival quality to them. And maybe that's just because I've been reading about you. Um, and I, I just sort of sense that that sort of emotion is something that I see in your product. And it carries over, it seems to me, into your social media. Tell us a little bit about the process that you use uh, to, to embrace social media and use it to share with your customers and engage with them. And a little bit about how you put those uh, processes together for your business. Thank you. It, it's sort of been a, a learning experience for us. Instagram, um, I actually love using that. So that's been kind of a nice way to reach out and meet new people and connect with people that I wouldn't otherwise have had the opportunity to connect with. So that's been nice. And the pictures, some of the pictures, the photographs we had done professionally, some of them, um, I think mostly, I think mostly I'm the photographer. I'll take some of the pictures. Um, things that really have special meaning to me. Some of the things are really so emotional, um, the feedback that we get from people. So it's, I try and take some cues from people. They'll tell me about little stories in books or cookbooks, and people will send me pictures of some of their heirlooms. So it gives me a little inspiration. Oh, that's nice. So you actually get images that you can use, and they come from your customers, so you don't have to make all the content up yourself. Some of it. No, I, I actually had some really sweet cookbook pictures, photographs from people that were sharing their photographs or their cookbooks from their grandmothers that had been passed down and little handwritten recipes that they just cherished because not only for the recipe, it was in their, in their grandmother's handwriting. So some of those things have given me some inspiration, but they're so special, I think. I, I saw some of those. And actually, I remember seeing one yesterday and I was I was looking at it and I was thinking, first of all, I was thinking, what did I do with the cookbooks my mom gave me? <laughs> I was feeling a little bit of hand-me-down cookbook shame. But um, <laughs> I'll have to go find them. I know they're like in one of those boxes, um, Gillen, so I'll have to fix that. But <laughs> but when I saw it, I said to myself, like, what, do you like look for these cookbooks? Where do they come from? How are they staged? I mean, the, because there was a spoon, I think, and a little piece of paper like what's your process when you go okay I have an idea to use this cookbook in an Instagram picture so that I can represent my brand well how do you go through that process what do you do to make that come to life well some of the things I think are, are pieces that I have um, that are some of my heirlooms at home so I'll use those a lot of times I think that that particular image was a cookbook that I was given as a wedding present and it was from a family friend who looked for one that was old and used because she thought that would be good luck for us. So um, so that was something that I had. But a lot of times people will tell us stories about um, simple things, just little childhood books that they've had um, and cherish or, or spoons or presents from their, um, from their weddings or things that were left to them. And um, so I've tried to kind of get gather some ideas and then look around for for some pieces like that. So maybe some things that I have or my mom has 
and tried to use those in our images. It works beautifully. I'm scrolling through your Instagram now and um, all of our listeners, make sure you take a look because it's very sweet. Hannah Bergen Heirlooms on Instagram. I want to make sure I direct people there. So tell us a little bit, if you would, Gillen, about how your business works. Do you, do you sell your products wholesale? Or are they retail off the website? What, what sorts of um, revenue streams have you created and strategies that you have for selling your products? Well, a little bit of both. Um, we sell directly from our website, and then we also sell wholesale to some stores uh, locally and then um, some you know, across the country. And then we also are selling online through some online retailers. So a couple of different ways that we're doing it. Um, we're kind of excited about Pinterest. I think there's a new button where you can buy things off of Pinterest. So, um, But we're looking for different, different avenues and different ways. Some are direct sales. We're doing some... Um, some little open houses and things around town and some pop-up shops we've done kind of on the east coast so so kind of different different ways but a lot i think a lot of the sales will come come from our website i love the different opportunities that you have with this type of product because obviously as you say retail off the website wholesale in stores or i guess wholesale to online stores as well but you also mentioned um like home parties is that what you said sort of like home parties or workshops where people come together and actually see the products being used and actually you know watch someone apply that sticker to the back of the picture is that something that you find that works for you as well well we haven't done home parties as much but we've kind of done some um little pop-up shops and then actually we do have examples of things that we've that we've shown in little trunk shows and places but um which has been good. And it's nice to have some examples of things because a lot, a lot of times people will say, oh, well, I don't have any heirlooms. And I think everybody has heirlooms. Everybody has something that they've collected from you know, a trip that they took where they, they brought back you know, a, just some shells or something that was important to them um, or things that they've inherited, even just the simplest items. So I think everybody has something that's special to them that they want to save and remember and um, to, to cherish. Gillen, what are your tips and advice for techie geeks who think that it's enough to have it like saved on my iPhone or <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, you know, it's so like, I, we had our family reunion this year and you, you might be so like proud of me for doing this, but I actually created the agenda and one of the speakers talked about how to preserve your family photographs. So I did that because obviously it was a family reunion, but also Gillen, because I need some help. Like I have pictures everywhere and there's, my husband has like, you know, hard drive discs like all over the house with pictures of our children since they were like thought of. And I just, you know, what are your tips for helping people? And because this is an investment of time, right? Once I've, you know, gone on the trip and I've taken all these pictures, it's so tempting to just say, well, just download them to the hard drive and get to them later. What are your pieces of advice for people who, you know, we're busy. What is it that you can say to us to encourage us to say, okay, wait, you know, this is worth stopping for. And then what are your tips for actually stopping to do it? Well, we always kind of joke that we're intentionally low tech, that we've tried to keep it pretty simple, that it's important for us to have something in someone's handwriting. It's kind of a lost art. And we've spent a lot of time thinking about how we should do things 
um, so that you could have things saved online or how that application should be applied to Hannah Bergen. And for now, I think we really felt that it's important that you keep some of those memories in your own handwriting, that those handwritten notes will become just as important someday. You know, and, and while we're while we're on this topic, I was scrolling through your Twitter stream the other day and I saw, um, I think it was an article, I believe it was the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times, I can't remember which one, that said that paper is making a comeback. And that sounds sort of related to what you're describing, like actually, you know, taking things from your brain to your hand and onto a piece of paper as opposed to typing it in so quickly. Is that part of what you see as the future for all of us who are, you know, we're enjoying technology, but what are we losing and, and what can we bring back to our lives if we're really talking about paper and pen? Well, we worried about that a little bit, that if we had some of it online, then it may be lost someday. So I think it is important to keep things, I think some of those things that have been handwritten are the things that you save forever, love letters and recipes. And so we've tried to do it in a way that the paper will last for a long time. The pen, the ink will last for a long time. It won't fade. So that was important to us. Um, and and I, I just think that having something tangible that you can touch is also important. I think increasingly so, actually. Um, technology makes things so convenient. But particularly as a mom, I do see you know, my, my children's pictures everywhere, but I look at them today and I'm like, I'm totally overwhelmed. And maybe it would have been nicer had I just had, you know, 12 pictures per roll to look at and keep three and put the rest in a box, right? Put the ones that came out the best or were the best representations of them. Because even if I printed out every single picture I have and they're young, I mean, I, I just would never be able to get through all of them. So, um, I, I love the idea of, you know, kind of toning that down a little bit. When you when you receive your the um, the components of your Hannah Bergen kit, I know everything is assembled here. Is, is some of the paper or some of the other things that are in that kit also made in America? Yes, they are. And um, yes, every almost everything in the kit is made in America. So that was really important to us. And why was that important? Well, I... It's, I think there are things, quality I think was important to us. Having things made here to support American workers was important to us. Um, so we tried to do that as much as possible and, um, and we really are proud of how it turned out. So, Was it easy to source all these? Because I know your kits contain, you know, eight, nine, sometimes more uh, different things inside the little compartments there. And they're, they're so beautifully displayed in your pictures um, too as well, Gillen, just gorgeous. Was it hard to source all those things? Are you dealing with lots of different suppliers? How how do you keep all that straight? Well, in the very beginning when we were designing everything, we tried to do it ourselves and it was difficult. Um, and we were able to find a wonderful company that we worked with and they helped us with all of the design work um, and also with the sourcing. So that was extremely helpful. And we did tell them that it was important that we had things made here and they were able to do that, to do that for us. So we're, we feel very lucky to have found them. And how, how many years has Hannah Bergen been in business? We launched Hannah Bergen uh, in November last year. So it's not even been a year yet. Oh, no, we're new. 
Now, do you plan to return to your interior de design business part-time or full-time? How do you plan to, uh, well, do you plan, I guess, to mesh them together in any sort of way so you can leverage the brands? Well, I've been meshing them together um, over the last year, but I'm really planning on, on devoting more time to Hannah Bergen um, almost full-time starting in January. So, Now, imagine Gillen coming to your um, your workshop or your studio and giving like a little workshop on, you know, how to, to do this. I, I could imagine people being interested in coming to learn, but also buying your products as well. So do you teach people how to um, preserve their family heirlooms? Like, could I have hired you for my family reunion? We had another speaker, but, and she did a great job. I mean, she bought you know, everyone was sitting there actually, Gillen, with our mouths on the floor because she had special pens and special special stamps and rubber things and cut out scissor things. And we were like, oh my gosh, this looks so amazing. And, you know, I won't say I was overwhelmed, but I was kind of like, oh my goodness, I, I can't even find the heirlooms. How would I keep up with all this stuff? So it's great that you have that, that kit and everything's in a box, but do you do you teach these kinds of classes or would you be interested in having people, you know, contract with you to teach so you could sell products to people and actually have them see things being made themselves? Well, we're doing that a little bit over Christmas. We're having a couple of workshops um, at Christmas before Christmas, but um, we've actually thought about that maybe having some people that are consultants that can help you and show you how to keep track of some of your family heirlooms. I think it's also been really important that it's it's simple, that it's not too time consuming. I know that there's some time to devote to it, but it's we've tried to keep it as simple as possible that just kind of jotting a note that it shouldn't take too much time. And what fun that would be like people could bring like one object that they want to share and share the story. And oh my gosh, I can just see, you know, women from all walks of life just enjoying not not just I don't know, not it's not even so much about product as product as it is about that connection and building friendships and building long lasting relationships that you want to have that experience and having the Hannah Bergen kit come along with that just extends it when you get home. And that's been one of the best parts about um, starting this business is when we're telling people what we're doing, almost everyone shares a story about something that they have that's important to them. And I think that kind of all of a sudden they realize, oh, that you know, they should be writing some of these things down because the stories are important. Well, and you can't help but share. I mean, I, I couldn't help but tell you about the candy dish, right? It's like, it's a natural part of a conversation I think that women would have. Right. I just think that's one of the best parts, the connections that you make. That is good. And, and it's so exciting to see how you have created a brand that is obviously about the actual usefulness of the product that bears the brand, but is also more about relationships and connecting and enhancing your life as well. Yes. Yes. I, oh, like I think so. <laughs> this is great. Gillen. So we, you know, we're coming to the, to the end of, well, pe some people say we're out of the recession. I, I guess we kind of are, but it seems like it lasted a lot longer than some people said it did. But here we are at the end of it. I'm knocking on some wood here. What are your words of wisdom for other makers who have like a great idea for a business but they're kind of, you know, a little bit gun shy about pulling the trigger. What are some of the things that you would share with them to encourage them to pursue their passion and turn it into a business? Well, this has been my mom's idea for a long time. And 
we always kind of thought, well, should we do it? Should we do it? And just decided, just going to jump in and say, yes, we're going to do it. And I, it's been a wonderful decision for us. I think, um, you know, you, there's a lot of hard work, um, but it's been fun. I think if you're doing something you love, then then it's not it's not really work. So, <laughs> but I I just think that if my mom always has a little saying that don't quit. So if you really think that it's a good idea and you really want to do something, I think you know, just go for it and and don't give up. Don't quit. There you go. Uh, of course, uh, you know, what great advice from a mom. And when you started this business, did you, is it self-financed? Did you get outside financing? How have you been um, managing all of the uh, financial things that go into, you know, sourcing and having design and everything like that? It's been self-financed. Um, and so we've just tried to be really careful with everything. But um, so far, we've been self-financed careful with every penny that is careful with every penny yes yes indeed so i i bet you have some um like archival pennies or aren't there like coin collections <laughs> that just kind of came to my mind um stamps and so many things that you can collect and preserve um using the materials in one of the hannah boxes tell us where do we go online to learn more about you and vote and follow you on social media um, you can go to hannahbergen.com or Martha Stewart, and you can click on American Made Finalists. And we are under Hannah Bergen in the design homewares category. But I think you can just put in Hannah Bergen. Right. And I want to make sure we spell that for everyone. It's H-A-N-N-A-H-B-E-R-G-E-N. Yes. And everything is beautiful. It's Thanks. so pretty to look at. It's like It's almost like a magazine online. Uh, oh. especially your Instagram, I just have to say. So, oh, so inspiring. Gillen, thank you so much for joining us. And we look forward to hearing more about your, your company and its growth and, and maybe even coming out there to one of those workshops in Portland. Stay tuned. We'll be able to see a schedule on your website coming up here as the holidays approach. Yes? Yes. Yes, you will. All right. So if you're in Portland, are you planning to be there? I'll actually be there in two weeks, but that'll be too soon for one of your workshops, right? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, make sure you, you check that out if you're there. This is a wonderful thing. Sounds like it makes a great Christmas gift as well, since we're on that topic. But thank you so much, Gillen, for joining us. We're honored to have you. And good luck with the Martha Stewart American Made Awards. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Gillen McKilligan of Hannah Bergen in Portland, Oregon. Let's wrap up some of the ideas and action steps we learned from Gillen. First, create community. Gillen told us that from time to time, she hosts fun parties where people can come and help assemble the Hannah Bergen kits. I love how she combines having fun with getting the job done, right? I bet lots of you listening could think of ways to turn some of your more mundane tasks into a party where people can help you as they also join together and have a good time around your brand. Two, get help. Gillen shared that at first she and her mom and sister were trying to do everything where they were doing all the design, they were doing all the sourcing, 
of all the components for their kits. And it was just a huge job and it wasn't really getting them as far as they needed to get. So they hired somebody to do it for them, to have someone else to source the components and actually design the kits for them, just took a load off of them so they could work more on leading the business and not being so much in the weeds with every single detail themselves. That's a great tip and a wonderful action step for all of us, right? Number three, don't give up. She talked about how her mom is really the longtime dreamer behind the Hannah Bergen brand. Her mother had the idea for this business years ago, but you know, she was a stockbroker, I guess also raising children. You can't do everything all at once all the time, right? So this dream of having this business to celebrate family traditions never died in her mom. And now it lives through Hannah and her mom and her sister who now run it together. So, you know, you may have to wait a while for all aspects of your dream to come true, but either way, not giving up is key. I love this lesson and this message that Gillen says her mom passed down to her. And then fourth, you know what? Count every penny. Gillen is so smart on this. You know, no loans for her business, no grants. Everything is just self-funded. It's so important to count every penny. And what great freedom there is in managing a business where you don't owe any money. You don't carry a running balance and you don't have people that are invested in your business in such a way that requires them to also be consulted when you want to make a new decision. Of course, there's benefits to taking out loans. We all know that credit is great. We use it when we need it, but it's also wonderful to make sure that you own everything yourself if you possibly can. And Gillen points out the importance of counting those pennies and make sure every one of them counts. This is great. So listen, don't forget to vote for Gillen and Hannah Bergen. There's a link in the show notes for this podcast at IndieBusinessNetwork.com so you can do that. And while you're there, you know, do click on the link to go over to iTunes and rate this podcast. It helps me so much to know that you appreciate the amazing people and stories I bring to you here through the Indie Business Podcast. And it really helps me uh, get more visibility. And, you know, just it makes it easier actually to attract people to the show. So I really appreciate that. And also, you know, I just love getting a pat on the back every now and then I'm trying to do a really great job. And I and I just am so grateful for every positive comment and every encouraging email that you send me. I really, really appreciate that. So let's keep doing this together. I'll see you on the next episode of the Indie Business Podcast. In the meantime, break all the rules, build your own corporate ladder and create the life you love.